to Derek and Lindsay Take On Life. You'll hear Derek and Lindsay's take on parenting, entertainment, theme parks, and keeping your sanity as full-time managers and full-time parents. Today, our dirty little secret. Our kids aren't sleep trained. Where to start on this one? Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, this this is our dirty little secret. You know, we like to do all the great things. We do the, you know, the, the activities for the kids. The minimal screen time. The reading. The activity books. But yeah, we kind of failed in this department. Hardcore. And you know what? Kudos to us for publicly letting people know that we failed. I'm going to take the blame and I am going to say that it all kind of stems with me because I want to say when Malcolm was first born, but no, when both of my children were first born, I was so worried about SIDS and I was just like, are they awake? Are they, are they breathing? And I keep checking. And I would get to a point where I wasn't sleeping and I was so exhausted mm-hmm. that I ended up co-sleeping because at least if they were next to me, I could feel them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> co-sleeping ended up happening, but we, we started with the bassinet. Yes. And I think the goal for the bassinet um, for Malcolm, the first one, was what, 30 days was the goal? Yeah, because I had a C-section with Malcolm. So obviously the doctors, you know, they don't want you up and down as crazy as as much. But actually, I think the first night we – no, 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 never mind. I was going to say, didn't he start in his crib? But no, I, I just remember going into the nursery to nurse and having that moment with you and my mom. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> and then I nursed with Malcolm for like, what, 10 months? Something like that? Something like that. Just under a year. Yeah. But so we we had the bassinet uh, in our room, but it was more for like the first 30 to 60 days. And Well, we, that was the goal. Yeah, I think we went longer than that. We did. But he grew out of that bassinet quick. He did. So maybe the three to four month mark is when he moved into his crib. Yes. Um. But he didn't stay in his crib for long as far as uh, each of the evenings were concerned, yeah? I felt like with Malcolm, I mean, I'm trying to recall this. This is five plus years removed. Mm -hmm. Um, I know he did really well in his crib, but it was when he got a little bit older. That's when, like, he started having the anxiety of, like, I need mommy and daddy. And I know we weren't great when we lived in our old house, but he was getting a couple of nights, like, fully, like, you know, besides nursing, I could put him back down, and Mm -hmm. it was fine. But I don't know if it was the move that was the big kicker, or, I mean, like, he was never perfect. Like, I'm not going to say he was ever fully sleep trained, but we had some good nights and we had some bad nights. We moved to the new house. He would have been sixteen months old. Yeah, that was like sixteen 16 months 18, old. Yeah, um, no, sixteen exactly. Okay, I know his birthday and I know our move date because you're good with numbers. I'm okay with numbers, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he went from being right next door to right down the hall, and down the hall is a good twenty steps. Oh, easily, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously. 
if there was uh, some movement or whatnot, then it would take us longer to get there. And talking about movement, uh, you know what I'm reminded of? What? We had the a really nice, this was one of the uh, baby shower gifts that we received. Uh, it was on the registry. We had this really nice camera that moved. It was this great baby monitor. And I came to learn later on that that scared him. I don't know if you remember this or not. I do. I, do. I think it was he was maybe just two years old and he was telling us uh, that he was scared of the tiny robot in his bedroom. Yes. I remember this. And he, and it was like, what are you talking about? It was like, is his imagination going? And then one day um, I'm, I'm watching the baby monitor from downstairs and uh, he is moving around. So I move the camera and then he jumps up and he bats at the camera. <laughs> I don't think told me the story. <laughs> I, I had friends over. It was barbecue. I was smoking meats, as nice. you know I'm apt to do. Uh, so, yeah, he, he he stands up and bats the camera. And then uh, later on, he revealed to us uh, that the tiny robot was the camera. And it, it did kind of look like a droid from Star Wars. <laughs> um, I think another thing that we need to talk about, too, is the fact that being both of our children are are big. They're very long. Um, but Malcolm was able to get out of his crib that was at the lowest setting at the time of 18 months. And to clarify, when you're saying the lowest setting, the mattress was at the lowest level compared to yes. the height of the cage. Yes. I think you, you and I both remember watching a video from that same baby monitor of him like acrobatting his way out of the crib and running to our room. And I'll, I'll f- never forget those nights where it's like you and I are asleep in our bed and this is at this house. And we put Malcolm to sleep. He was asleep. It took, you know, two hours to get him to sleep and holding his hand. Oh, that used to be a very difficult. Well, and I used to get home a lot later too. Oh, can can we pause there and can I talk about that? Please. Let me tell oh. Oh, you have every right to vent on this because <laughs> well, I know with my job, it made your life hell. I love being a two income household, so I'm, I'm I don't have the right to, but I'm going to. Uh, so Lindsay sometimes would, would work a closing shift and that would mean that she would get home around 940, 945. And there'd be times where I gave Malcolm a bath and from like 815 until 930. I would finally get him asleep. I would take reading, cuddling with him, doing all the things. Like this boy refused to fall asleep around that two-year-old mark. And again, I kind of correlate this to the new house, the new atmosphere, the robot. The tiny robot. (laughs) I remember walking into the house, like every time I got home, I would kind of look. I'm like, okay, all the lights are off. I think I'm good. And I'd put my key in. And I'd open the door and then Buster would come running down the hall and I'd be like, darn it. And for, for those that don't know, Buster's an 85 pound pit bull with one loud bark. And he's also the nanny dog. He would never bark at me, but usually his tail would just smack something and that would wake up the baby. No, if he heard the door, he would bark. He would bark. Yeah. I, I know this well because he wants to protect, protect the household 
And he'd always be in a position for that whole hour, hour and a half, I'd be trying to put him to sleep. He'd be in the doorway looking out. He was protecting he's his a, baby. He's a very good pit bull, though. He's a sweet, <laughs> sweet boy. If you ever meet him, he'll just kiss you and love you all over. Yeah, yeah. So uh, many, many, many hour to hour and a half uh, attempts at getting him to sleep would be completely ruined. Mind you, it's 9.40, 9.45 at night, and we're talking about a two-year-old. Two-year-old that should have been in bed and or asleep an hour, hour and a half prior to that. So... Uh, I think that's that's a big part of... Yeah, so I'm not sure if it's the move that triggered it or what. But, you know, we were finally starting to find our rhythm. Again, Derek would have these long nights of putting him to sleep, but he would sleep. And, you know, whether or not he came into our room, most of the time I was able to put him back in his crib and it was fine. And then COVID happened. And everything went out the window. It was, <laughs> everything went out the window. There was no more schedule. Mommy was home all the time. And we wanted to snuggle mommy all the time. You know, Derek was so stressed out at work. And I was like, what am I doing? And we could go on and on and on about this. But with sleep training, and I've heard this from many other parents, it went out the window during the COVID shutdown. Yeah. And since then, we've tried everything to help Malcolm get better about sleep training himself. We have done, we, we I think it was like January 2021, we got him the big boy bed. And, well, I mean, his crib became the big boy bed. And this is something I look back hindsight, and I, I have changed this with the with Marcus. I didn't get the adapter for a day bed for Malcolm's crib. I only got the adapter for a big boy bed. And I think that's a step we may have missed because it went from being like in this small space to full size bed that's really, really tall. And he really loved the idea of it. But the first night he's like, no, no, I'm I'm going back with mommy and daddy. Like it, it was too big. And he's kind of made a few comments about it recently, about it's too tall. And it, and it actually is a really tall bed. I don't think it's meant to be that tall, but we have we have a nice box spring and mattress. Yeah. So I think that makes it a lot taller than that children's bed frame intends for it to be. Exactly. So I think I mean, we're we're terrible people and we caved in. We bought a new bed frame, even though his bed frame is absolutely beautiful and it matches all his furniture, but it's really low to the ground. So we will come back around to this when we get back from our trip and when we put it together and see how that's going. Hopefully it will help. And I, I mean, just, just to, to finish up with Mount, not finish up with him, but, but to, to give a little bit more information because I feel like we brushed over it. He has in the last, what, four months, five months, we maybe six months longer, we've been getting him to sleep. And Lindsay's been the champion of this. Uh, she's been getting him to sleep only two books. And this is this is much more impressive uh, than, than my late nights with him. Again, hour plus of reading. But with about two books, Lindsay's been able to get him asleep in his bed. And he stays there until sometime between, what, 1230 and 2? 
Yeah, something like that. But it's, I think it's also because he's so active during the day now. We were doing the the daycare and the preschool within the daycare, but now he's going to school. He is going to after school programs where he's doing activities everywhere from coding to dance. Um, and I think that's helping too, because he's active and he's also waking up a lot earlier and he's tired. So yeah, do I have some nights where I end up falling asleep in his bed with him because I'm exhausted too? Yes. But it's been a really good routine and it's been helpful. And I'm also going to mention this. He's been really needy the last couple of weeks. And I think it's because the baby's been sick. And the so I've been really focused on the baby. And so he's really been like, I'm not sleeping in my room. I'm not sleeping in my room. But we have been doing is we've been reading on the couch and then he, I feel terrible saying this and I'm admitting this on a podcast. He's made a little nest on our floor with some pillows and some blankets and he's very comfortable and he's very happy, but he's not been allowed in our bed. I've made it a hard stop that he is not allowed into our bed, but I'm letting him sleep in our room. And there's been a couple of nights where like I'm up feeding the baby And Malcolm's like sat up and he's looked around and then he just goes right back to sleep. So maybe it's getting a little bit better. He's excited for his new bed frame. His new bed frame is sitting right outside his door and he's so excited about it. So I am honestly really excited when we get back to see if it works. So we have the bed frame. Hopefully that will help. We, I think, also need to hammer home the new monsters. Because right now we're scared of monsters. He's been telling us he's scared of monsters. And truthfully, I don't know if I've ever told this to you. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing this from me. Maybe I'll be in trouble tonight. Maybe I'll be sleeping on the couch. (laughs) I think the monsters thing might slightly sort of kind of be my fault. Uh Uh-oh. So. Oh, dear. uh, At about age three and a half, four. So maybe when the parks were just open again after uh, COVID. I would have trouble getting Malcolm to leave the park sometimes. I remember at you telling me this. I remember you telling me this. Okay. So it's like, no, 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 we have to go. The park is closing. He's, you know, and he defiantly tell me that the park doesn't close. I said, well, the park has to close. Why does the park have to close at nighttime? I said, well, they have to make sure that the kids are safe from the dinosaurs. And I think a few times I said monsters, but usually I said dinosaurs. Um, but I, I feel guilty. Um, I didn't even think of this until one night when I was telling him that monsters don't exist. And he told me, well, what about the monsters at the park? (laughs) So it's all your fault. (laughs) So our son might think that there are monsters because of my short-sightedness in getting him to leave the park. Well, but all you have to say is, oh, there's no monsters in your bedroom. That's what, and I've even told him, I'm like, there's the only monster in this house is you. And he looks at me very grumpily. (laughs) But so we will report back on this later. Um, I'm sorry. I have to, I have to say this right now because you just reminded me of one of my favorite cinematic moments from my youth. Okay, please, please go ahead. In a magical film. And if you've not seen this, go and watch it immediately. It's called Major Ping. And in uh, Major Pain, you have one of my uh, favorite 90s, early 90s uh, comedy stars from In Living Color, Damon Wayans. And there is a little boy uh, that is in his 
army training unit. It's like some ROTC kind of thing. And he's scared because there's monsters in his closet. Uh, and Damon Wayne's character literally pulls out his sidearm and fires eight shots into the closet. <laughs> and looks at the little kid and says, if the monster's still in there, he ain't happy and walks away. <laughs> I don't think I remember that part of that movie. I haven't seen that movie in probably eight years, though. So, uh, well, And I've only seen it once. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I, I twisted your arm into it. We watched it at the lake house. Yeah. Like, me, that's how far back it is. <laughs> great movie. Sorry. I was just reminded of that about the monsters in the bedroom. Moving on. I'm sorry. Moving on to baby number two. Um, so we have... Have we learned any lessons? No, we have not. We've tried, but they have failed. Um, again, going back to what I said at the very beginning, I am a very nervous mother when the babies are first born and I'm you know that we had the bassinet I lucky enough I was able to have a v-back yay uh no major surgery um but I was we still have the bassinet just for breastfeeding purposes and you know he did he was good but again I'm just like is he okay is he okay is he okay and it's also problematic that this one's a tummy sleeper, too. Oh, gosh. Since day one, I'm shocked that he didn't come out that way because <laughs> he lo- since since he was born, he loves to sleep on his face. Like right now, you put him in his crib, you lay him on his back immediately, flips over. He's on like his butt's up in the air. I have this wonderful picture from his daycare center of him and he's just asleep and he looks like a cat. And I think that's even what the picture says is like, I sleep like a cat because he does. That's how he's always slept. So it's like it was super like freaky when he was like baby, baby. And you're like, oh, you you need to be on your back or else you're going to die. And and I mean, they really hammer home the SIDS like they they really do like. Anything in that crib, and, and if again, they don't sleep on their back, they're gonna die. Like you know, I, 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 I have so much empathy and love and support for anyone who's been through that, and I can't imagine. And I think that's why I, I'm so paranoid. Well, I think I think that's why they hit, hit it home so hard because I think in the '80s and '90s it, that was a much more, yeah, and that's not that long ago. But I again, I mean, it's our it, childhood, yeah, right, right. I, I, they really hammer that home. Uh, and and that's a great thing because nobody should have to go through that tragedy. No, no. But it does as as a young parent. I mean, I'm, I'm not young anymore. Uh, but it, it it does. And even as like second time parents, I was still like freaking out about it. And again, so I, it ended up being, you know, we'd have nights where I'd be breastfeeding in the middle of the night, trying to put Marcus back in his crib, and then Malcolm would be coming into our bed, and I'd be so tired. And then again, endless cycle of. Lindsay falls asleep holding both of her children. And here we are. And I something we were doing really good with Marcus, but I don't know what happened if he's become self-aware or what. But in the last two months, it's gotten really rough because we transitioned him to his crib about four months ago and he was doing pretty well. Um, He was definitely afraid of the dark. So I got a little bit of extra light in his room. You know what? I think that might be what it is. That little rocket ship light, it's running out of batteries. Just a little bit more light. So maybe a little more light. Let's try that. 
and maybe an additional. So that little lamp that you got, I think is too much light. Maybe we do get something additional. Which lamp? So there's an additional, not the the ceiling fan. Oh, the M? No, the M is great. It, there's like an actual lamp. You can't leave that on at night. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. No, no. So you know what? It's 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 a great thing that we're going to Disney World. We're going to go to Disney Springs. I'm sure we can find something awesome like a glow-in-the-dark Jack-Jack or something like that. That'll, uh, it has to be Star Wars themed. His room is Star Wars themed. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, light up uh, uh, Porg. Or something. <laughs> um, but I, what I will say, though, is a couple of months ago when we first started trying to sleep train Marcus, Malcolm and I had a wonderful moment where I was, Derek was busy with something. So I had both boys upstairs. I was trying to put Marcus down in his crib. But Malcolm and I sat there and Marcus was in his crib, which, again, I already have his crib at the lowest setting. Um, and we were reading and Marcus was just sitting there in his crib. Not fighting it, not being mad, but he was loving just listening to the books. And that's when we were really starting to get Malcolm to start reading. And that was a wonderful moment. I ha- I didn't have the ceiling light on. I had the small ambient light on, the one that you're talking about. I had the, I didn't have the mobile on, but I had the sound machine on just to kind of get that environment going. And it was, it worked out really, really well until we ran out of books to read. So, you know, maybe once we get back, we'll start trying to do that a little bit more. And then we'll try to get Malcolm to share his books. Exactly. It doesn't make sense to buy a whole bunch of books. We've literally got 200 children's books that Malcolm is having trouble sharing. Yes. Which is another issue altogether. But needless to say, I'm going to wrap things up a little bit here. We are trying. We are not experts. We do not claim to be experts, but we just wanted to share our story with you. If you have a dirty secret, please feel free to share it. Uh, don't don't hold it in. It's okay not to be the perfect parent and to have issues with issues like sleep training. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>